0: Savior this morning, and and during Christmas, we have been focusing on what is so amazing about the birth of Jesus. We've looked at a couple of ideas in that regard, and just from different angles, that we try to see what is so different about His birth, because it is indeed different. Hey, Mark, good to see you. Um, It is something wonderful, completely out of the ordinary. And this morning, I want to talk to you about his birth that brought change. And um, I want to just talk about change briefly. How many of you know that change is yet to stay? The old saying that we all know about. And there are various things that I want to just show you that that, that depicts change. How many of you know what this is? This is something that years ago we used. Um, It's called a... A what? A spool, film spool, which you for those of you that remember, I mean we used to have those cameras that didn't work like they did today, and what they delivered was was something like, like this. Hey, negatives <laughs> that can become a positive if you have it developed Hey, so those of you that have never seen this, Caroline, you're amazing, so I can see that. Um, she's like, just the eyes are stuck on it. And and so this is how we grew up, we had things like this. We also, years ago, we had what we call a checkbook. How know of you can remember checkbooks? Hey, eh? yeah, yeah. This is still, I love this. This is such a beautiful check pouch, checkbook pouch. It's leather made. I can't use it anymore. It's like so blind. These guys have decided that we're not going to have checkbooks anymore. I'm like, no ways. I love this. I used to use it a lot. Anyway, years ago, when we would go for a drive into the country, we would have what they call, hey, eh? look this. Hey, eh? remember. Jeez, some of you will still want to use it today. It's like, I love this, I prefer this because you can... No, no, it's just Google. And this lady says to you, you know, turn left, turn right. I'm like, let me not go there now. Let me not go there now. (laughs) Or this guy says to you, depending on voice you use. Or do you know that these days we can't push people into the pool anymore? That has changed. Why? Because most of them run around with their phones in their pockets all the time. That's so blind. You can't do that anymore. It's it was a wonderful exercise and a fun thing that we used to do back then. But now, you know, you've got to make sure that there is no phone. But these days, the phones are so small, and there's so many pockets and there's so many places that people can put their phones. You never know whether they do have their phone on them. Remember the days when we—some of you would not remember this—when we actually remembered one another's number, telephone numbers. Hey, okay? remember that? That you didn't save it on a phone; you just remembered it. Because you only had landlines to use. And so you had to remember your your friend or your parents or your children's numbers. Or oh, they didn't have numbers because they all stayed together in one house. You didn't have so many numbers to remember either. Remember those days? So if mean, you can't remember it because it seems like your memory has also gone lost. <laughs> anyway, so things have changed over the years. Where, where we no longer use certain things. We have different devices and... A change is such a given in our world. Maybe in ten years from now we will talk about these things. Remember these cell phones that we had? Oh, you remember those days? you yeah. imagine that we will talk about these things in that time. But in the Bible, we also see change. And so this morning I really want to talk to you about the fact that these birth brought change. And so why don't you take up your Bibles? We're gonna briefly just share on a couple of things from scripture. And in Luke chapter two. Is this beautiful story that that's part of the birth of Jesus. And in this portion, Luke chapter 2, from verse what? Somebody help me? 22, hey. Thank you. So from verse 22, there's this narrative of Jesus taken to the temple in a different city. How many of you know which city that was? Quickly. He was born in? Bethlehem, now he's in? Jerusalem. Jerusalem. So, this is like 40 days after Jesus' birth. So, there was a specific purification law that the Jews required, and so his mother had to go, and the father went to Jerusalem to the temple. Jesus is involved in this. We're not going to have enough time to go through all of this. But what we want to read is from verse 22. I'm just going to read to you and then comment as we go along. You all with me? Yeah. Great. Good. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, They brought him, that's Jesus, up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice, that's what they meant for, according to what they said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now verse 25, listen to this. This is where our story comes in. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. Say with me, Simeon. 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 And he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. Beautiful portion about a man that experienced. This is the first thing I want to make mention this morning, is that that the birth of Christ brought change to Simeon as well. So Simeon was this guy. seems like he was an incredible, faithful follower of God. It says he was righteous and devout. So there's four things that we need to see about Simeon here quickly. We see, first of all, he is name. Oh yeah, you can start with man's name. Come on. He's called Simeon. The second thing we see, that he is righteous and devout. So it's kind of like something about his name is given. Something about his character. Then the third thing we see, something about his business. What he's about. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. Which really was, he was waiting for the Messiah. Because there's comfort and there's rejoicing that will come once the Messiah arrives. So Simeon, it sounds like there's nothing else up to him that he lived for. He's like, I was just waiting for the Messiah to come. He's obviously aiming to do other things as well. But his main mission was he waited for the Messiah. And then the fourth thing we see about him that is, what does it say? The Holy Spirit was upon him. So that's, in a sense, his friendship. So he had this relationship with Holy Spirit that actually helped him to know Hey, listen, it's going to come. Keep on. I'm sure the Holy Spirit would have said to him, listen, buddy, hanging there. It's going to happen soon. It's going to happen soon. And so Simeon lives with this, this, this desire to see this dream. He had one dream, one dream only, and it was inspired because you read further in this portion where it says that he, he was stirred by the Holy Spirit in verse 26, it says, and that had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. That he would not see death before he had seen the Lord Christ. And he came in the spirit into the temple. So he was prompted, don't give up. He was led, go to the temple now. Because what you've been living for is going to happen. You're going to see. Imagine this. Years ago, there was this song. I think it's Percy Sledge. What am I living for if not for you? Anyone remember that song? That no one. Come on, Mark. Oh, yeah, there's a friend. <laughs> you say this. What am I living for if not for you? I've been kind of singing that a similar song. What am I living for if not to see the consolation of Israel? This is my design. This is my dream. And it came about. I want to ask you, what's your dream? What are you living for? Is it something to do with just yourself? Or is it something to do with, with what God has for you? Have you ever asked the Lord, God, what, what, is, what is your dream for me? <laughs> All I have dreams, and I'm not against dreams. Desires, plans, ideas, and ideals. But what is God's ideal for you? Surely this was stirred in him by God. Because it says there, how his spirit revealed to him that he will not see death until he has see the Lord's Christ. What a great thing to live for. Don't despise your age. Don't look at your age and say, I'm too young, I'm too old to have a dream. What is your dream? And if you ask the Lord if I may challenge you towards this, why don't you ask the Lord, God, what is the dream that you are dreaming for me and for us, for my children? Simeon, his life was changed because the birth arrived. The second thing I want you to talk, I I want to share with you is that in verse 33, just running through from verse 27 about him seeing his dream. Let me just read to you. It um, it says in verse 27, and he came into the spirit into the temple. And when his parents brought in the child, this is now the parents of Jesus, to do for him according to the custom of the law, circumcision. Alright, 28 says, and he took up took him, this is now Simeon took, taking out Jesus in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. He's ready to die. It's like, man, I've, I've lived for this moment. How's that, eh? It's like, I'm, I'm okay now. It says, according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, for you, that you have prepared in the presence of all people a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel, Like, this is it. I've arrived. I've arrived. I've I've come to the place where what I'm living for, what I have been living for, I've now found the purpose of that. What a beautiful thing to celebrate, isn't it? That we've lived for this, and it has arrived. Don't give up on your dreams that God is birthing in you. Don't give up on them. Let the Lord constantly just stir up in your heart the things that he is dreaming for you. The second thing we see his parents in verse 33. This is now Joseph and Mary. And his father and mother marveled at what was said about him. It seems like his parents were not even aware, completely aware of what God had purpose for him. So I would suggest that his birth brought change for his parents. Obviously, (laughs) how many of you know that when a child comes into your life, that brings a bit of change? Uh huh. (laughs) It brings change in various ways. But in this instance, it brought a change of understanding that, wow, this child of ours is destined for something bigger than just growing up to be what we want him to be. We've got to let go of what our desires are for him. And so that's change. Which again may may bring us to a place where we have to also say, God, what are the plans that you have for my children? Maybe I I have always desired that this son, this daughter should become that and should be this. But here we have parents that, that were prepared. They were marveling like, oh, this is big. But we know that they were prepared to say, God, your will for my time. And so it's a good thing for us. To pray that for our children for those of you who have children pray that into their beings god I, I want to pray your plans and your desires for them not my own but yeah i want them to be a doctor a lawyer a teacher just like me but god your will not mine so it brought change to even joseph and mary and then the third thing we read further now simeon coming in again in verse 34 And now Simeon is blessing this child that he has in his arms. He says, And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother. Which many translations or interpretations of this or commentaries say, He spoke to Mary because the possibility of Joseph not being around for too long was going to be real. We don't read too much about Joseph the father after this. We know that that even at his death at the cross, Joseph was not around. So seemingly Mary had to carry something in her heart about God's purpose for her child. But anyway, so he spoke to Mary and he said the following, Behold, this child, listen to us, is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. So he's actually saying this child is actually destined for change all human humanity, for all mankind. So this child is going to bring not only change for me, it has brought, Simeon speaking, it's not going to only bring change for you parents, but he is actually going to bring change for all humanity, and that's where you and I fit in. No longer is there a Simeon around, no longer are there parents around with Jesus, but mankind, you're one of them, isn't it? I know that you're a woman, so if you want to call yourself woman-kind, that's fine with me. But the point is that we are all part of this. And so this is where we are at rest. It says, Simeon speaking, that for some, it'll be good. In other words, some will rise. And for others, it's not going to be so great. Same message. For one, it'll be great. For the others, it won't be so great. Why is that? Is it a different message? No, it's the same message, but different responses. And so we've seen over the history since this, or even before this, since creation of man, that people have stood against God and people have submitted to God. Some therefore have risen into something better and others have fallen and to remain in their sin. And so there's just a simple illustration that I want to use and it's just these magnets. That really, just in a sense, I don't want to limit God to something like this, but just as an illustration, all right. That that God comes and He draws us with His love, and He is amazing in the way that He He is capable of drawing people. I was drawn to Him because of His love, not because of how great I am or ever can be. None of us here this morning are drawn to God because we decide to go. It is Him. We don't approach Him out of our own. He draws us. And so God draws people. And so within humanity, there's a different response. There's a positive and a negative response. The North and the South Pole. God's love is a drawing love. And some of us come and we are connected. And we appropriately respond. Some of us, You can come. I can't get these two poles together. When in mankind there is this ability to resist. You just can't get the poles together. When we humble ourselves and allow God to bring about the change in our life that is spoken of, the rise and the fall, many and still today this is what we celebrate over Christmas is that someone decided that love should be extended towards mankind in such a real way that mankind can be saved from their utter destruction and sin but humanity inside of him and her has two poles which pole is gonna win when God draws, is it going to be the one that says yes or will it be the one that says no? And so this morning, as we just stop again and celebrate the beauty of Christmas, Christmas is this incredible God who loves us dearly. But Christmas also is the reality of man that so has to respond. Our response cannot just be, yeah. I say Merry Christmas, I don't just say Happy Holidays, like the world wants us to do. They want to get Christ out of Christmas. So people calling it, hey, Happy Holidays! Yeah, it's going to be a happy holiday, that's wonderful. But you know what? It's all about Christ. So we do go, Merry Christmas to you. And in that we are actually saying, may you experience the merriness, the joy of knowing Christ. That's why we say Merry Christmas. But also, what we do then do what the message of Christmas is, we have to respond. We have to respond, ladies and gentlemen. We cannot just walk about and say, well, I appreciate Christmas. We've got to respond to the message of Christmas. And well done for being here this morning at a meeting where we celebrate Christmas. But you know what? Tomorrow is the 26th and the 27th. And so life carries on. And this message will always remain real. Your response or your agreement with what he has come to do. And I pray that none of you will find yourself in this predicament. You can feel it. It's not possible. And we we find I lived like this when I was resisting God. All of you have lived like this, if you've been in a place where you've understood who Jesus is, many of you have responded done that. But maybe even this morning there are some of you that are still resisting. He's never going to change. Change needs to come here. We need to change the heart. Let's let that happen. Turn away from this. So my prayer for you today is won't you please consider a response to Christ if you haven't done so yet? And if you have decided towards Him, and it's been good and positive, stay there. Keep on celebrating Christ in you. The reason for the season. And so we want to remind each other of the beauty of Christ. He has come to change all mankind. And I can tell you a story. And and. If we would ask you to come and tell your story, share the narrative of your, of the change that's come about in your life, we would be busy for the rest of this week. Seriously. Because there are many stories of change that has come. So he has come to bring change. His birth <coughs> brought change. As much as it did for Simeon, Joseph, Mary, it's brought change. Please keep on living in that change. and If you haven't done so yet, please come into a place where you allow him to change you amen